here's a message from Ken Lavica. All right, I'll admit, I've been taken down a peg. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. When, uh... When your team... Has absolutely no chance of stopping a massive lump of human pudding, and uh, and is out rebounded by twenty five. It humbles you a bit. It humbles you a bit. Now I know some of you right now are probably thinking, "Ah, I hear this jackass run his mouth." about South Florida being the capital of sports and the heat and heat culture and three wins away from a championship and the Panthers pretending like he's been there all along and FAU and Lionel Messi and his braggadocio, Brooks Kepka about this region of the country and of the world being the capital of sports. Yo, I haven't heard a lie yet. This guy deserves what came to him last night. This guy deserves to be knocked down a peg. Fine. Think what you will, hater. Think what you will. And I, I, I will say I still feel confident. I'm still, hey... The Stanley Cup final tonight could be turned on its head. The Panthers could very, very well get themselves back into the series. It's only 2-1 in favor of the Nuggets. Go get it Friday, head back to Denver, and see what you can do. I'm still confident. Um, but I do feel like I do feel like I've been humbled a bit. I do feel like I took a, a bat to the solar plexus last night. Uh, the Denver Nuggets and the score doesn't reflect it, the final score doesn't properly reflect it, but the Denver Nuggets kick the old living hell out of the heat. Like, there's, there's no other way to put it, Jeanette. Like, they just, they kicked the hell out of the heat last night. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's the best way to describe it. The third quarter was abysmal. How the Heat only got out of the third quarter with it being a minus nine quarter for them, I don't know. How the Heat, with just under 90 seconds left, somehow cut the Denver lead to single digits before, bam, boneheadedly decided to pull up for an elbow jumper and Spo decided not to go to the monitor to see if Caleb Martin was on the receiving end of a Nikola Jokic flagrant he was. It was just, it, 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 it was frustrating. But the Heat didn't deserve to win that game. The Heat actually outplayed the Nuggets in the first half. And then as soon as these two teams got out of the locker room, and, and I knew there was going to be problems. Yeah, I could feel it when the Heat outplayed the Nuggets. Jokic, we're going to talk about his historic numbers. Two players, same game, 30-point triple doubles, Jokic and Jamal Murray. But the Heat held Jokic to downright pedestrian performances in the first half. The Heat held Jokic 
in check. He was frustrated. He was doing that thing already where he was starting to lash out. He was starting to complain to the refs. The Heat had him. Cody Zeller had back-to-back possessions where he shut down Nikola Jokic. That right there, I said to myself, holy hell, one, I'm tingly. Two, this is a great thing moving forward. But then the Heat went to the locker room down five despite all of that. And Jimmy looked like he had some some hops, some aggression going to the rim. Bam, played out of his mind per usual, which he's done all finals. And they still trailed by five. And Jeanette, that's when I knew it was problems. That's that's when you knew. That's when you admitted to yourself this yeah. is not going to go well. I believe I tweeted it at KLV 106.3. Oh, Outplayed boy, these you. guys, and they're still down five at the half. Not great. I believe that actually verbatim is what I what I tweeted. Uh, I'm feeling sharp today. Um, so minus nine third quarter. The lead would balloon to 21. Who's that insurrection-looking white guy who tore up the heat last night? Chris Braun. Yeah, 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 Chris Braun. Looked like he was in the Capitol three years ago, and then he's tearing up the heat uh, last <laughs> night at Caseya Center. Um, so so it, it was just all around bad. It was a very humbling experience. Uh, 25 rebounds better were the Nuggets last night. 25 rebounds. In the fourth quarter when the Heat were – was, they were down 18. I'm like – Man, it doesn't seem like the Heat have grabbed a rebound all night. Let me go look at the um, let me go look at the the box score. It was forty nine to twenty four. Forty nine to twenty four at that point. That's half. the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Literally so half. right, right. It was forty nine to twenty four. It is very rare at any level of basketball to see anything like that. Forty nine to twenty four. Um, you could have a team of kindergartners okay. go up against a varsity high school basketball team, mm. and it would be difficult to be out-rebounded 49-24, to 24, okay? It, it, it's, that's bad. That's really, really bad. So all around, every aspect of that was extremely humbling. And Stone, he thought he was slick this morning, Jeanette. We have our, uh, our, our text thread, our, our uh, show preparation text thread. Just you two? No, you were involved in this. Oh. Uh, he tweeted the following uh, at 9.41 a.m. This is his first, his first text of the morning. First text of the morning. Kaseya Center sounded like a church last night. <laughs> Talking Idiot. about church? Yeah. We should pray. Oh, yeah, I guess we have to. To what? No, that's called <laughs> keeping the faith. Yeah, you got to keep what? the faith. You got to keep the faith. Yeah, I said Kaseya Center. Sounded, Sounded like, like a church. church last night. One, I figured you were going to wake up. What kind of church? There's some churches that are not, loud, though. Not, yeah. not, no, not that kind of church, though. Mm-hmm. I figured you'd wake up and not in the bestest of moods, so I figured I'd poke a little bit. Poking the bear. Also, well, well. You know what happened when Grant Williams did it? <laughs> poking the cub. But, uh, you know, what? <laughs> watching a game last night. <laughs> he is, I mean, this dude, this dude is feeling cocky today, it, it, Jeanette. It, it was the same. I can tell he, I can tell I'm going on vacation tomorrow because he's just unloading all of his nonsense today. It's the second and third quarter, and I kid you not, at times I had to check the volume on my TV. I'm like, are they making any noise in there? I understand you're down 14 points. I understand what's going on. 
But it is dead silent in there, and there are so many. What are they supposed to cheer for? I understand, but when when you bleed, when you bleed that red, when you bleed that white, and it's white hot in there, I mean, you give it everything. No, you no, got. no, do not leave. When the team in red, I'm with Stone. No, on no, 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> it was it was a double digit game with yeah, three was. minutes left to go. Nothing. It was 16 points it, 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 with 3:24 left. I think it was, yep, and that's yep. when they made comment. Fans are leaving. Let's not let's not fall into that because no, Denver. No, 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 no. In Denver, in Denver, it. and in Boston, they would be doing the same thing. I remember game seven with the Celtics down 17 with three minutes left to go. And guess what? Those who are bleeding green, they're making their way to the trains, making their way outside the arena. So I don't want to hear any of that nonsense. We should pray, though, I suppose. Jeanette's right. We should pray. Could we please... Can we please have our Caleb is music? I, I'm going to. I'm going to. I've, I've got to say, it's sort of like when you have a lot of things going wrong in your life and say you're an ultra-religious person and you, you sit and you wonder, um, where, where, is, where is Jesus? Where is, where is does my Jesus? Why Does he hate me? Why have you turned your back on me? Why have you forsaken me? That entire thing. That's how I feel right now without religion, Calebism. But you're right. You need to keep the faith. Jeanette Stone. Please bow your head. Take your hat off and pray. Oh, yes. And let's pray. Dearest Caleb, we know that you're going through the battle of your life right now. We understand that hurdles have presented themselves. One of three, three points last night. We understand you've been through illness and you are battling against a boulder of a man. A man from a foreign land who has unspeakable powers. Goliath. Caleb, we look to you for strength. We look to you for guidance. And through your travails and your suffering, we find our light. We learn our path. We have never-ending love for you and loyalty to you and your endeavors. May you attempt to make it two field goals made tomorrow night as we continue to follow your path. We see your footsteps and we hope that you carry us through the most severe tempests. Praise. In Caleb's name we pray. Amen. 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 Calebism was a much better idea coming off the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm going to admit it. He hit a couple it's, big shots last night. Had us going in the first quarter. It's still a great idea. Oh, he hit. I'm yeah. just here to make sure that we continue the faith. It's in these deep, dark moments in your journey, walking in the light, um, that really. Well, the darkness. Whatever. That it is, was definitely the darkness. Whatever. Um, that you know, you really learn a lot about yourself and who you praise, and it's that time. And I butchered the prayer. He was four of nine. I was looking at the box score from the game <laughs> from the game two win. Uh, he was four of nine last night. That's right. That's right. We're Nobody's perfect. perfect. Not even Caleb, and that's a lesson learned. Exactly. Calebism in its truest form. Well said. Uh, four of nine, ten points for Caleb last night. Uh, so it was humbling. Last night was an extremely humbling experience, and who could forget, who could forget uh, Tuesday night? Tuesday night when the Panthers went into Vegas and oh it was Monday night I'm sorry because Tuesday was PGA Tour Live Day which uh, allowed us to not have to talk about this um, uh, but but it was it was the seven two thrashing with uh, with highlights such as this on TNT from the uh, Panthers Golden Knights game. 
from the bench and joins the play with Stevenson. There's Stone with that new stick. Throws it across. Score! Uh, uh, I, I mean, this is a this is a a series, by the way, where Matthew Kachuk has one fewer misconduct penalty than the Panthers have total goals in the series through two games. Is that good? I don't know. I don't know. Is that good? Longtime hockey fan, me. I'm just asking. Is that good? Is that a good thing? I love it personally. That's a huge personality standpoint. Well, when he, he can he can hit a goal. And take people out. Love that. Well, I'd like for him to... You You can only score if you're on the ice. And the problem is, Matthew Kachuk has not been on the ice. He's spent more time in the dressing room than he has on the ice. These 10 and 2s, they need to stop. Yeah, is it good or not? Well, it depends if you're trying to win the game, uh, if that's good or not. If he you're actually- winning the... If you're if you're trying to win the... Uh, I, I beat the hell out of your ribs. Hey, I think the Panthers are probably in decent shape right now. I, I think he went for the long game here. You wanted to take the people out, knocking uh, them down, so that way when he comes back on the ice, lessen his way. The problem is he didn't take anybody out of the game. Well, he did periodically. Periodically, but, but then he came back and he had an assist. I was out in public. And, 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 it, and to be oh, honest, like Jack Eichel tripped himself into Matthew Kachuk's shoulder. Well, there's a train. You're on the train tracks. Yeah, get get out of the do. way. Get out of the way of the train. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and Kachuk found the back of the net. Just... Problem was it was seven to one. <laughs> it made right. It, it made it a seven to two game at that point. So the Panthers losing seven to two, and the Heat at home after a thrilling, dramatic victory over the Nuggets in Denver to come home and just lay a second half egg. It's been a um, a humbling experience to say the least. Let's talk about humbling for a moment because we've all been there, and it's tough because we've still had a week where we got Lionel Messi. It's me. Longtime Inner Miami supporter. <laughs> we have Lionel Messi. We are now the capital of soccer in the world, okay? Forget Barcelona. Ha, Manchester City, I spit on that. Liverpool? <laughs> Lame. Huge fan of the Reds. Lionel I'm, Messi. I'm prob- yeah. Lionel Messi lives here now, okay? Um, so it's tough a week like this to be brought down a peg, but the Panthers and the Heat have successfully done it. Just just a tad. It's been humbling. I can't sit here today and say, oh, Jokic, what a flopper. Jokic, unbelievable. No, no, because he he even though he is a, a disgusting big man flopper, he's a hell of a player. Jamal Murray's a star. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything. The the there there's nothing you can say about Vegas that could demean them because they have run rough shot over the Panthers. I mean, just absolutely destroyed the Cats. So I was thinking about when is a, a previous time that I've been humbled, either as a fan or a participant, as a fan of a sport or a team or a participant in a sport. And the one that stood out to me as a participant, I was in, um, I was in eighth grade playing travel baseball. Okay, and um, love this. I had a, a longtime friend named Mike, very spindly kid. You know how when you're in your developmental stages, we've all been there. You're going through puberty, and your your body just doesn't fit together, right? Mm-hmm. You got a big head. Uh, you're trying to grow into your body. This kid in particular had a big blimp head, but he had a really tiny, spindly, no muscle definition body. He was probably six foot. Or five, uh, I guess five ten, five eleven, but he weighed like hundred and five pounds. No, there was Mike. nothing to him. Okay? okay, so I was a catcher, 
I know that seems shocking to you based on my stature. It's a pretty damn good catcher, okay? I was spry, as they call it, behind the plate. Had a pretty good arm. Could gun you down at second, all right? So uh, his travel team, this, this Spinley Kids travel team, was playing my travel team. And again, this is, this is uh, going into the summer, eighth grade, transitioning into high school, okay? And uh, there's a play at the plate in this game. Now, I love plays at the plate. I was a big fan. Our outfielders had hoses, man. They, and their arms were good, too. So they would, um, I, I could just stand there and I could, I, I, I had no fear in front of the plate. I loved plays at the plate. It was awesome. And uh, this kid, this kid, the throw took me up the third baseline just a little bit. This kid, the spindly 105-pound kid, I got all my gear on. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is no problem. This kid's 105 pounds. And he's probably going to slide. There's no way he wants any contact. He not only didn't slide, he full-on put his shoulders down and trucked me. Stop. 105 pounds, and I was head over heels. I mean, just flat-out head over heels and got momentarily knocked out. Drop the ball. He's safe. His dugout's going crazy. And that, to this day, getting trucked by an 105-pound beanpole. In eighth grade. In eighth grade, with me with all my catcher's gear on, in this travel baseball league, is the single most humbling sports experience of my life. And that is a fan. 2008 wildcard game, Dolphins-Ravens. This was the wildcat year. This is the, the year the Dolphins win the AFC East, take down the evil Patriots. They unveil the wildcat to wild success up in Foxborough in week three. They beat up on Brett Favre and the New York Jets. They go 13-3, and win the AFC East, and they host a playoff game at then uh, Dolphin Stadium, Landshark Stadium. Can't remember. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the Ravens come in with Flacco and Ed Reed and proceed to put on an absolute clinic. The Dolphins put up nine points in that game, and it featured an all-world Ed Reed interception return for a touchdown off Chad Pennington. The Dolphins weren't even competitive in this game, and everybody went home sad. The Dolphins have not hosted a playoff game since. That was an extremely humbling experience. So I ask you, on a week where we've been humbled a bit, this is Championship Central. This is the capital of sports worldwide, but we've been, we've been humbled a bit because we haven't experienced this in the postseason for quite some time. We haven't experienced the heat trailing in a postseason series at all until now. Mm. At all. Very good point. The Panthers only trailed once in this postseason, and that was all the way back in round one against the Bruins. Since then, it's been smooth sailing. So we've been humbled a bit. Whether it's a fan or as a participant, when in your sports life have you been most humbled? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. And tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. When in your sports life have you been most humbled on a week where finally we've been humbled a bit as Heat and Panthers supporters? So for me, I'm going to take you going to eighth grade. I'm going to go a little, I'm going to about to say, what is it? Ninth grade, freshman year of high school. Okay. A young Jeanette Javier in high school. Yeah. So oh, I played volleyball. God. 
in high school. Okay, me too. So. <laughs> that fresh- didn't get the reaction I thought it would. Yeah, I don't. Cool. <laughs> what do I say to that? Cool. cool. Awesome. High fives all around. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so I was a middle and outside hitter, right? Okay. And, and my coach for freshmen, uh, this was before I did teams or anything during high school. We were really bad. Like really, really bad freshman year. Okay. And it got to the point where, you know, coaches typically or any mentor or any friend who genuinely just cares about you and your personal growth, career, whatever, they'll give you some words of affirmation of some sort. Like, don't worry, we can improve. We can do better. You know, conditioning. That's what we're going to do. Right. This is a, it's it's a team experience. This is, you know, part of, part of growing. Uh Right, right. Life lessons. Right, right, right. There came a point. Uh, Coach Cheney, I don't know if she's still alive, but that was her name, where her warm-up... Preemptive rest in peace, potentially, for Coach Cheney. I don't know. Um, Her warm-up speech was literally, and I have a quote, we're going to lose, but we're going to have a great game. And I was like, what? She had no faith in us. You just broke her. This poor woman is making $2 a day to coach this volleyball team, an additional $2 a day in addition to being a full-time teacher, which pays nothing, Uh and you guys suck. suck. The last thing she wants to do is be coaching a volleyball game at 7 o'clock and taking away her evening. We're going to lose, but let's have a great game. And that, to me, was so (laughs) humbling Yeah, because you talk about not having faith, and you're a coach, and I'm a freshman in high school, learning the ropes. You've got your whole future ahead of you. And this coach literally, we're going to lose, but have a great game, okay? <laughs> Go get them. Oh, okay? man. At least, you know what, though? That's another life lesson. It is. You learn to appreciate people who aren't going to BS you. She wasn't uh, She wasn't trying to, to glizzy up. She was just saying, hey, you know, you guys suck. And embrace that. That's the motto of our show. <laughs> like Every day we go into this radio show and we tell ourselves, you are going to suck. But embrace it. I so think, you know what? It was preemptive. It, it, it was destiny. Oh, and I think at one time she said, try your best. Thanks, Coach. Coach Janie. You know what's funny? You bring up that story. I didn't realize, and you don't realize it till you're older. When, when you're playing sports in high school, I, I didn't realize teachers just didn't get paid. Like I didn't realize that they were just meager payments. And you know what? You have no concept of like, like me... I'll be honest. I grew up in a fairly privileged childhood. I, we went through stretches of not having a lot of money, but Greg and Joyce, they grinded and tried to not have my sister and I like pulled into that, and they would still go out of their way to make sure we had everything we needed. Were we extravagant? No. But did I ever feel like, oh, my God, like when's the next meal coming? Absolutely not, right? So you like if you're like me, you don't have appreciation for like rent and living paycheck to paycheck. And grocery shopping, putting food on the table, all that stuff. That's what teachers uh-huh. are going through all over the place. So so then not like only Florida. there's that, right, especially in Florida. So then but I mean it's a it's an epidemic nationwide. So then you've got a full day of putting up with these bleephole kids, <laughs> right? And you've got tests and you've got fights in the hallway and you've got talking back and you've got detentions and just these pre and also pre uh, the, these pre and pubescent just complete mental jobs, right? So then you're trying to put a couple of bucks in your pocket. You're like, oh yeah, I like sports. I'll coach. 
And then that's a whole new world of dealing with a bunch of degenerates. And then there's the buses and there's the practice and there's the coaching until nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. Then there's repeating the whole process. You don't fully appreciate it till you're an adult and you know people who are in it to understand just how thankless a job that entire thing is, how humbling that entire thing is. A thousand. And uh, coach, I don't know where you're at in the world, in the universe, alive, dead, whatever. Um, but thank you. Yeah. And I'm so sorry you had to deal with us. It's, it's a really good point you bring up, Ken, because I would never dare to even like, announce that number of what some of these high school coaches get Oh, paid. it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's humiliating. Embarrassing. Especially this county with what they pay coaches and especially high school football coaches. It's humiliating. Mm-hmm. Humiliating. Yeah, because you think as a, as a kid, like you said, you have this understanding of how much time and how much effort goes into it and all the things right. that they have to do behind the scenes that nobody really knows about. Maybe you do. Maybe some do. But then you learn as you get older, you get to that college age and, and soon after when you start to get employed and realize what money is uh-huh. and how much it right. means. And you realize how much they get paid. And it's... Uh, no other word than BS, but it is very mind-blowing, right. I think, the first time you hear that number. And it's, it, it's you know, I know that people are like, oh, well, it's you're doing it for the good of kids, doing it for the good of society. Uh, sure, but also, uh, a lot of kids are just complete screw-ups. And so give me some money if I'm going to help guide your kid yeah. into the next part of his life as a successful functioning organism on I this can planet. only imagine how bad Jeanette's volleyball team was. Oh, like, you were terrible. Like what, that yeah. coach, like what that coach had to do. Like why is she showing up every day? Jeanette's just worried about whether it's what's for lunch or if Brad's going to talk to her, all this kind <laughs> of Brad. I was, I was a youth leader. I was... Oh, okay. I was in church most so, likely. So what, you know, uh, Which is verse, so ironic. I cannot believe the Jeanette of high school, youth leader, youth leader, and and a great student. Boy, she got to college. It's sort of like a pastor's daughter syndrome. It's the last That's night. Accurate. Uh, My you know. goodness. Jeez. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, what is a time in your sports life, fan or participant, you've been super humbled? On a week where here in South Florida, it's it's hard to do these days because we still are the pinnacle of sports, but we've been humbled. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And continuing the note on coaches in high school, um, thank you so much for the work you do on a little more serious note. Uh, First-generation American, my coach, uh, she really, well, not Coach Cheney, but the one that I did oh, okay. varsity with. I got it. Because uh, after freshman, I did travel volleyball, mm-hmm. and then I... I was actually decent. And you guys got better. Yeah, I did, at least. And um, <laughs> The rest of the team sucked. I got good. <laughs> the varsity uh, coach, Coach Hammond, was an abs- absolutely integral to who I became as a woman. So, coaches, the pay sucks, and I'm so sorry. Hopefully, this state, this country can do something about it, but thank you so much for the work you do for those students. Or, you just go to St. Thomas Aquinas and make the back. <laughs> Just go there. There's that. Just go there to go to St. Thomas Aquinas or IMG. Make your bag. There is that. Uh, Chris is in West Palm. Chris is on Ken LeVick Alive. Chris, when were you humbled? Oh, man. I got to say, man, for sure. Uh, 2014 NBA Finals with the Spurs and all mm. that. That was, that was What a bloodletting yeah. that was. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, you know, there's like some scars that will never heal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I, I was looking too. So, game, I believe it was game one, first quarter game one of that series, the Spurs shot 87.5%. Yeah, I've never I mean, seen anything like, the like best that. Finals differential in all time or yeah. something ridiculous yeah. like that. Like, for, for the whole thing, like, it, it's like you got to give credit where credit is due. Right. Like, 
it, it reminded me that basketball was a team sport. <laughs> yes. You know, and it yes. was beautiful. Yes. And then besides that, when my 14-year-old 6'8 cousin came over from Greece and, you know, dunked all over me in real life. That, <laughs> just just whipped your ass old, in the driveway? You know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That No, no, at the park, in the driveway. No, in front of people. Oh, no, <laughs> this was in public. This was for the world to oh, see. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, God. this was at the park. I was like, oh, guys, I'm going to bring my cousin. We're all going to ball. You know, I thought I was pretty good because I played in high school and just got destroyed by a child <laughs> who was stronger, bigger, faster, and better than me yeah, in every way. When you have a mutant yeah. Greek cousin, uh, that's a problem. And appreciate the call, Chris. Oh, that does remind me. I suppose this is humbling. It's not exactly sports, but it's competitive. So we were, uh, we were out to eat, me and my girls. And my five-year-old, Leah, I was just sort of half paying attention. You know how at the restaurants they get those kid menus, Mm -hmm. the paper ones, and they give you some crayons and you draw whatever. They had a bunch of like tic-tac-toes. I was kind of half paying attention. (laughs) My five-year-old beat me, 38-year-old, successful midday radio host, play-by-play broadcaster um, at tic-tac-toe. That's really sad. That was actually, I felt sadness. very sad because it's, Rinse, wash, and repeat. Yeah. You at 38 years old should have like five different winning strategies at Tic Tac Toe. It was like the time I went to uh, Sunfest with Josh Cohen and he beat me in Connect Four in <laughs> 90 seconds. Actually, you know who's really good at Connect Four? Theo. Really? He humbled me <laughs> so much when we went out to Roxy's. He was like, oh, I'm the best at this. You know me, I get arrogant, I get cocky, and I'm like, bet, let's go. Like three times in a row. Bam, 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 bam. Without a beat. Theo is the king of Connect Four. Uh, John is in Jensen. John's on ESPN 106.3. John, tell us your tales of being humbled. Yeah, all right. I got to set the stage first. All right, we're going back sixth grade. Okay. New York City public school system. All right, so it's a way back machine. I'm a hockey player. Peewee hockey. Really good. I even play for like the special church team where they give you a jersey with your actual last name oh, on it. Man. Like. Right? Okay. In gym class, public school, the whole sixth grade's there, and they're introducing field hockey, right? So the gym instructor wants somebody to show the students how to puck handle through cones, right? Okay. So me and a couple of guys that are on the team, we all jump up, raise our hands, and we want to go. Uh-huh. We're the, show we're the off. Players, That's right. right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm the one that gets chosen. Now, the, the, six-year-old, or the sixth grade brain, 12-year-old brain, Right, it has a function when ice is not gym floor. Right, right. Parquet wood, two different things. Well, the brain didn't make that connection. So the first step I took with the puck in my hand on the gym floor was face flat, bang, <laughs> dude. It was, and back then, like bullying was still a thing. You know, like right. It wasn't like now, right? So like that was like two or three weeks of absolute just head down showing up in school. <laughs> oh, man, that is so good because you can't escape that either. Uh, you're in homeroom. You're going to hear about it. I you're in algebra. Face you're gonna, plant. That would yeah. be his new nickname. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's up, Faceplant? How's exactly. your face feeling? Exactly. This is the worst. That is bad, <laughs> bad news. I cannot wait to hear the story of Stone Lebanowitz being humbled. Uh, like, which because one? How many we got? I Well, here's why. It's because this dude, and he'll tell the stories, walked around South Fork High School like he was the bleep. 
Uh, BMOC, big man on campus. Nice. All his long hair, back when he had hair, his long blonde hair. He looked like sunshine. He's the quarterback in the college attention. He's the old district. He's putting up all these big time numbers. And I know that there is a phenomenal story of either A, this dude getting trucked, this dude getting tripped in a hallway, this dude getting a backpack thrown into him, something that humbled the big man on campus, Stone Lebanowitz at South Fork High School. Am I, am, I, am I off? Am I at least close here, Stone? Right on track. Oh, perfect. Can't wait. We're going to hear the tale of big man on campus, high school stud Stone Lebanowitz getting humbled when we come back. When's a time in your sports life? Fan or participant, you've been humbled. The Heat, well, humbled by the Nuggets last night. The Panthers, they've been nothing but humbled by Vegas. To this point, by the way, game three tonight, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063, that's 888-760-3776. An injury can be humbling. Get yourself back on the right track with Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you're experiencing foot and ankle pain, see an expert in the field. At Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they have a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. As a fan, the Dolphins getting clocked by the Ravens 2008 wildcard. That was humbling. Jeanette's high school volleyball coach as a freshman basically said, hey, you guys suck, but we're going to have fun today. <laughs> that was humbling. Uh, when's a time in your sports life, fan or participant, you've been super humbled? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at KLV1063. When was high school star Stone Lebanowitz humbled? He'll tell us when we come back. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Uh, in the break, I heard in the hallway marketing director Courtney yelling, Stone, was she yelling at you for peeing in the women's bathroom? Uh, that is correct. <laughs> I heard it. And can we be specific about it? I don't know if this is disgusting, Ken, but apparently Stone has a reputation of dribbling on the seats in the women's bathroom. Now, that's a load of horse bleep. So it's what the, that's what the street said here that in the is, offices of ESPN West Are Long. you just making that up, or is that what no, you heard on the street? That's literally streets? what I heard. Uh, well, whoever she heard it from made it up. Women can dribble, too. I don't dribble in the don't, women's bathroom. I don't step into a man's restroom and dribble on the seats or whatever you guys first of all I lift the toilet seat and Mm -hmm. two going into the women's restroom requires like extra emphasis on not dribbling Right, right. You got to concentrate. But apparently, you fail. No, 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 no. no. See, I think here's what I think is happening here, Jeanette, is that Stone's doing this, and and it's not Stone's fault. By the way, it's not. What do you mean? That you dribbling? No, no, no. Can't you aim? Let me explain it. The ESPN West Palm Studios. Control that. There's only one. (laughs) Oh, there's oh there's one bathroom per uh, man and woman. Right? Okay. Man, man, men restroom, women restroom. 
What I would prefer is you just have two gender-neutral bathrooms and then nobody's complaining about it, but apparently we haven't caught up with 2023 here uh, at ESPN West Palm. No, okay? and I don't care what you do. Gender-neutral. You yeah. shouldn't dribble on seats. Uh, no, apparently at ESPN West Palm, we think it's too woke to have uh, just two restrooms for everybody. So Stop here's, trying this here's the problem. Here's the problem is that is that if the male bathroom, if the men's bathroom is, if the man's bathroom is taken, marketing director Courtney, please, please, please sit. We need to iron this out because I'm going to stand up for my boy Stone because I think some bad information is being being, uh, circulated about Stone. I'm on your side. We're not doing the same bathroom. No. You know how many dumps you men take on an hourly basis, hey, if there's a not toilet, even daily. If there's a toilet, we're going to dump exactly. it. <laughs> I have more questions. We are no not doubt. sharing. Yeah. Who's counting? No. Uh, but but here's my here's my thing Why are you is counting? that there's there's only there's only one bathroom per gender here at ESPN West Palm. Okay, and so if the if the men's bathroom is taken, you do not go to the women's. Why not? If it's open, we should not have to suffer for your bodily. We share function. our bathroom. That's fine. Uh, yes, and, we guess yeah. and guess what? We use your bathroom when we're desperate and in need, and typically during breaks, because oh. somebody's using the clean, shiny, great smelling women's restroom. Of mm. course, Stone <laughs> wants to come into the women's restroom because it's very well taken. It care actually of. is very and fresh. Think it compared up. It's extremely fresh. I, I will say it's got a more homely feel. Yes, than because the men's we bathroom. take good care of our bathroom. <laughs> Courtney, they, can we also get down to the bottom of this? I heard you yelling at the top of your lungs, rightfully so, that Stone dribbles on the seat. Yes. Can you confirm this or deny? Well, I've never actually seen yeah, him this do is it because slander. that's a little that's a little overstepping the line. It is. But we it's all liable. can admit it's, that it's, Stone's bodily functions are no. not normal or cleanly, cleanly <laughs> have cleanliness yeah. to to them. Now, now poor listen. hygiene. Now listen, so in the yes. men's bathroom, we are um, prepared with Febreze, with poopery yeah. for all those yeah. out there who know what poopery is. When right. you do go number two, you then freshen up the toilet in the room with poopery. It's a spray. I will say the women's doesn't have poopery. Kind of alarming to well, me. I would never we do that in there. I would never do that in there. I would never do that never. in there like, you, ever. I'm actually so, offended. Yes, no, no, I would. I'm offended that they think I we would do that. And it's animalistic. Animal- yeah, yeah. And we're not and savages. And no. And Stony, on on your mother's life, have you ever taken? A poop adult. in the women's restroom Uh-oh. here. Not, that's no, 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 no. I don't, I'm not talking about I'm, a poop. I'm going to answer. I'm talking about a dump. Let me answer. Nor have I pooped or dumped in the women's restroom, <laughs> nor would I ever, and yes, I swear on my mother's Good man. life. Good man. You better, you better hope that. And you that better be good then. to Stacey. Yes. Yeah, Stacey. Stacey's yeah. on the line. Here. Mama Stone, I don't want anything bad happening Listen, to her. Listen, like I told Ken, it comes with extra responsibility going to the women's restroom. Like, I, I dare I dribble. I give it like the four wipes. I like make sure oh, that so there's you're nothing good. You're left. following up. Uh, you're yes. following wait, up. Wait, 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 but wait, wait, then wait. he just admitted that he dribbles on the seat. Well, just in does. case just I in do. Case. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough. I mean, what do you mean? It's just what nature do you mean? You have an external body part that you can literally grab and aim. No, it's okay? the nature of being a guy. The hole like a, is like 10 inches wide. It's like, like a faucet. Like sometimes your faucet has a couple drips after you turn it off. It's science. Like There's nothing we can do. Hmm? Well, clearly science, right. science isn't your best subject because you fail. <laughs> I've never Every dribbled. Every day. Hey, Stone, I, 
Bathroom freedom. Yeah, bathroom, bathroom freedom. freedom. And also, yeah, yeah, I'll be talking to my attorney. You'll be hearing from him. <laughs> be this is completely you'll liable. You'll be hearing from my fake attorney. I just wanted to come in and say we're not sharing. That's all. Oh, all right. All no right, sharing. fine. The marketing director, Courtney, has spoken. Um, I, I, I will continue the torch of keeping these two aligned. <laughs> carry the torch. And taking their dumps of bathroom and segregation into the men. Of bathroom not segregation. Not to the females. What a, what a vile workplace we're at here at ESPN West Palm. are the reasons why there's no gender neutral bathroom. <laughs> yeah, nasty, <laughs> filthy, hygieneless people. We're single-handedly breaking down society. Yes. Uh, you know what, Stone? I stand in solidarity with you. I appreciate it. I can continue to expose the women of the ESPN West Palm office because in the men's, we don't have Tums on hand, and the women's yeah. do have Tums They've in the They've got like a resort bathroom. Which I think is, uh, I'm to be honest, a little gross. I'm surprised what they do don't mean? have... No, no, no. I th- no, no but what I think is happening, though is they've set up their bathroom to be like a resort bathroom <laughs> yes. where you walk right. in, there's someone to hand you like a paper towel. <laughs> yes. By the way, that whole thing, when you go to a club or something, do we really need the people nope. who are no. handing, um, handing paper towels out after you go to the bathroom? Like, I understand the gig economy and people need to make money, but isn't there something more important they can be doing where I can tip them as opposed to handing me a paper towel while I wash my hands? That's the type of thing that keeps me from washing my hands at a club. Just run out of the bar, yeah. Because I don't want to deal with that. Because then I feel bad if I don't tip them. Yeah, I, it's it's almost like an obligation that you have to give that person right. money. I hate that. Like I don't, I, I have them like clear up a table or something. I'll give them money for that. Like bus a table or you know, but like not a bathroom attendant. You know, uh, just a huge point here. Sorry that us women take care of ourselves and have proper hygiene and maintain our beautiful selves. In the bathroom, we come prepared with Tums. Why don't we take it out here? Because you, savages, <laughs> yeah. are going to use them all. Well, especially with your cheese problem. Potpourri? No doubt. I have <laughs> no doubt, Stone, oh, that if there was potpourri in our, in, the, in our bathroom or whatever, you would steal it and you'd take it home. I, I wouldn't either. Would I have it at home. I have my be, own He lives potpourri. with a woman, right. right. I know, yeah. but you would be klepto AF. <laughs> In the woman's restroom. Okay, so I am so sorry. And on top of feminine hygiene products, we support each other. We always want to be prepared for whatever BS we got to deal with being in here around you savages and disgusting people. I have no idea what those hygiene products are she's mentioning. I don't know anything about that. Uh, where, what are we doing? We got uh, <laughs> Scott and Jupiter wants to chime in. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> Scott's in Jupiter on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Scott. Hey, Ken, I, I had to look at my phone to make sure I hadn't called uh, Real Radio. I know, so I, I know. know. We've fallen into the abyss. Are, my are, apologies. Are you are you a dribbler? Uh, oh, stop it. Uh, Jesus, God, no, taking no. us into the toilet now, Jeanette. <laughs> I sit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you know, that's good, though. That's good. Hey, it's, a, it's a different angle. All right, sorry, Scott. Go ahead. No, it's all good. 1982, I know it's a long time. You might have to Google it. Suncoast High School versus Palatka High School. Okay. 42 to 2. They destroyed us. <laughs> but you got to listen to three players that were on their team. Neil Anderson was the running back. Former Bear. Jarvis Wood. Yeah. Jarvis Williams and Louis Oliver were their defensive backs. <laughs> they destroyed us, Ken. <laughs> At least you got the safety. And it was about 11 degrees in Palatka, I might add, and most of us had never been out of Palm Beach County before. Right, so, so you, you go into imagine. the cold and you get your ass kicked. That is a, a yep. humbling, a humbling experience. Appreciate the call, Scott. When's a time in your sports life 
fan or participant, you've been humbled. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I'm actually going to go check to see if there is potpourri in uh, that Don't bathroom in the break. steal it. <laughs> Uh, who else do we have? Sean. Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens here on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, uh, good, good, to, good to talk to you. Uh, so before you move on, and I'm glad that the show is moving on from the, the subject, <laughs> I just would like to make one, one clarification. And, and I do know that women in general, when it is a, an office or a home, where you go to somebody's home for a party, for a dinner party, yes, the, the female bathrooms are kept very, very nicely. The second, the very second, you turn from that to anonymity, such as maybe a public event concert bathroom for females. It is a F show. And I have heard many horror stories yeah. from many, many women that have snuck into the guys' bathroom. It's yes. a very easier experience. I've seen it. That the guys are way cleaner. Yep. And I don't know what it is about the second the girl knows that somebody in the office would know it was them if they were, if they were not neat. But the second that they turn into an uh, anonymity situation, then... There's no holds barred. Right, then it's and savages. It's then it's just the worst of, well, of human nature that comes into play. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard the no same. There's no more sitting on the seats. This stuff is everywhere. Yeah, it's bad. He's not wrong. Yeah, right, right. He's yeah, not Je- wrong. I-, I kept looking at Jeanette, Sean, and she was nodding her head the entire time, <laughs> <laughs> acknowledging that what you're saying is truth. Yeah, so I think guys they will adjust a little bit from a home situation to maybe a concert bathroom, but not much. Yeah. And the girls, the girls, Margin of error is a lot, great, a lot more right. greater for women. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, I love you. Nothing against you. I know you're probably great in both situations. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Uh, Thanks, Sean. <laughs> uh, Sean, when have you been humbled in sports? I was a freshman in high school, and uh, it, was around, it, was, it was in the Gardens area, and it was a relatively newer school. Dwyer, William T. Dwyer was newer at that mm-hmm. time. And we had, a, we had a really good basketball team, as we always have had, uh, the varsity level, but I, I was on the freshman team. I was a white kid, and not a big deal. I wasn't very tall. But we were lights out the whole season. The majority of our team was, was you know, Caucasian, and, and, and we, we had a relatively easy season, and, and we, we beat most of the teams we played. The second we went into any kind of district play, uh-huh. it was a completely different situation. <laughs> the first we played was about half and half, but, you know, nothing against races. It's just, you know, you see where the world has gone in the NBA, and they were much better players than us and could jump higher, shoot better, and run faster. And yeah. we scored, I think, six points oh. in the entire game. <laughs> and it was very, very humbling. That was the last year I played basketball at any kind of level. So, very humbling. It stuck It, it stuck with you. It drove you from the sport. Uh, the... Uh... <laughs> Uh, a humbled freshman basketball team full of short white dudes being humbled completely out of the sport. Mom, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> Mom, this the hurts. Uh, this when sucks. we when we come back, Stone will tell us. And again, he was the most. Were you the most popular kid in your school? I, I, I'm not going to answer that. I don't want to do that. Uh, I guess I would say no. No, I was not. Yeah, right. He was. No, I was not. He, listen to it because he, he doesn't was. want to admit it it's that such, he was it's such a lame question to answer. Uh, the answer huh? is no. He was the biggest bully and the most popular kid in school. Oh. He is the guy in like the varsity letter jacket, stuffing, ki- stealing lunches, and then stuffing kids in the locker. Yeah, stealing lunches, that's true. As far as the other you things, see? no, yeah. no shot. You're going to eat that too bad. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> face ate it. Stone story of being humbled in high school. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 1063. When have you been humbled in your sports life, participant or fan? The Nuggets humble us Heat fans last night, and Vegas has been constantly humbling us Panthers fans in this series. That changes tonight, damn it. Loud and proud, okay? Changes tonight. Ah, Let the power of the Rainforest Cafe wash over you. Come on, Panthers. May the energy and the vibes of that animatronic rainforest popping off every 20 minutes lead to a Panthers victory. That's right. The animatronic snake at the entrance. Let the power of the snake compel them. I don't know. Amen. Uh, $100 parking, by the way, at FLA Live Arena. So you know what I would be doing? I'd be taking my ass over to Sawgrass Mills and parking the old car there and walking across the street. I wonder how they're going to work that out. Do you think they're going to have attendance in the Sawgrass Mills parking lot to avoid something like that? Or is it just going to be a free-for-all? I That's one of my first questions I asked when the Panthers were having this postseason run. Post-regulars or whatever. I can't speak right today. Um, but... Like, what's the parking situation like? I have never paid for parking, and I've been to many Panthers games. Because what do you do? And everybody does it. You no. just park at the mall, pregame at Rainforest Cafe. Right, and walk over. Exactly. I mean, times are changing. We're playing for the cup right now. That's right. But, uh, but can they do the authority for that? Unless the mall itself is like, well, we're going to make some money. Well, I wonder if the mall's going to start charging tonight. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if they can. I don't know. I have no idea. Do we know but I he- do know that there's a whole big ass mall with a lot of parking right across the street from $100 parking at FLA Live Arena. Well, think about it, too. If they want to try and charge you to park at the mall, can't you just say, I'm here to go shopping? Right. Go to Spencer's. Yeah. Five, I'm here to $5. Go over, right. I'm here for Forever 21. Not the Panthers. You're wearing like a Panthers <laughs> jersey. With the I, I'm just here to go to Forever 21. I, I don't know. I have I have no idea. Did you see parking at um, at Bayside last night for uh, Game Three? How much was it? Heat Nuggets, buck fifty, hundred fifty, hundo fifty. Yeah. Well, hundred fifty one car. Good thing there's an alternative to get there. Correct. Brightline. GoBrightline.com. Free Brightline app. That alternative is big. It is fast. It is yellow, and it is comfortable. It is the big yellow train. It is Brightline. The train in particular. That Jeanette is referencing is the buzzer beater train. And even, even if you were one of those that stayed to the final horn last night, it's fine because there's three trains after the final buzzer to get you back home. Stations in West Palm, Boca Raton, Fort Lauderdale, Aventura, and of course Miami Central Station, just two and a half blocks from Caseya Center. You walk there, you walk back, you avoid the $150 parking fee, and if you get premium seating on Brightline, you get the snacks, you get the drinks, you get the first class service, you get the comfort, the AC, the Wi-Fi, the entire deal. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com, free Brightline app. That's GoBrightline.com and the free Brightline app. All right. Big man on campus, South Fork High School. What was your graduating year, by the way? 2017. I covered this dude when he was a high school quarterback. And um, then he went to he had long, flowing blonde hair. You and I talked occasionally. Yeah, we did. Um, I, I feel like I would bug you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I never came out to South Fork to see a play, but I saw plenty of highlights, whole thing. We talked to you. I've interviewed you. I interviewed you plenty of times. Um, and then he went to college, and then he came back, and he didn't have his hair anymore. That was very jarring to me. Uh, so what is your story of being humbled at South Fork? I got a few of them here, so I'll start with my freshman year. 
Love it. And you were like highly sought after even coming into high school, right? Like you were a burgeoning quarterback talent. Yeah, I mean, as much as you could be in the in the Pop Warner days, right? As much like as like Baby Gronk, <laughs> as, as, as much as word travels in Pop Warner, yeah, it was definitely. I was able to pick and choose which high school I wanted to go to. Freshman year, get in there, really good spring ball. Hey, you're going to start for us as a 14 year old. Really cool, really cool. So yeah, definitely that BOMC that you're talking uh-huh. about. Feeling good. So uh, I'll give you guys a story. When my I think my gambling addiction started. Is that oh, no. oh, God. 14 years old. Did you gamble on, on your own games in high school? Is this what you're about to admit to us? No, it is oh, okay. not. It is. Is point shaving? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got blue chips over here. The South Fork edition. No, it was actually freshman year. It was uh, the, our Spanish teacher at the time had, I think, burnt herself with some coffee or whatever. It was out for a month. So you get one of those. What? You had a teacher who burned herself with coffee? She had to, she was gone for a month? At least that was a story that us She's young not, children. She's definitely not Latino. She was Latino. Tino. That's really sad. And I and I, I swear to God she was. Oh and my God. So so they're giving us one of those subs. Oh, fresh meat, right? Free game. They're giving us one of the subs. You can't, <laughs> uh-huh. can't hold herself. Gonna run rough shot over her. <laughs> so yeah. it was it was that time, right? She can't pay any attention. She can't keep us under control. But it's all right. Let's get in the back of the class. And and this is when I uh, Stone's gambling corner. <laughs> it was uh, everybody oh everybody bring your dollar bills. We're gonna yeah. shoot some dice back here. <laughs> And so we had done it for a few days, and so you got the quarters out, you got all the dollar bills out, and and I remember this vividly, and it still kind of gives me the chills a little bit, but I, I, I guess after a week of gambling for just the entire class, she had called whatever principal that we had at the time, and I remember just being off guard, being screaming, yelling, all this, all that, and then boom, I, I catch the principal just walking right to the door, catch his eyes, locks right on with me, and... uh I was kind of like, all right, well, this is like the beginning of the end. Like, what, what do we do? There's 14-year-olds. We had one of the 18-year-olds who hadn't gotten his Spanish credit who is in there. He's a senior. So we're shooting dollar bills. And he has to bring me into the office. And, and I sit down in front of the two principals and like, dude, what the hell are we supposed to do? All like, right. what, are we, what, right. what, what, what do you want us to do? Like, normally, you're gone. Like, we expel you. But we just can't do that. But I remember... Like, that's where it all started. That's where I, I fell in love with gambling. It was like shooting dice in the back of the classroom freshman year, Spanish. But I, would, I didn't get expelled, but it was like a really humbling it scared experience. scared the hell out of you. I, I, I never did anything like that again. Like, I, I never decided to drink. I never decided to smoke. Nothing through high school. Didn't do ah, any of it. So it, was, it set you straight. It set me straight. Uh, it definitely set me straight. I don't believe it. No, no. It's, no, it's I, I do believe it, actually. Yeah, it, no. It's, it's, if, you, if you know me, it If make that a lot didn't of sense. happen, though, there's no doubt he would have been a total jerk all high school. Uh, he would have been the biggest bully. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was not the case, luckily. But. I think the most humbling thing that's ever happened to me is, uh, like he had said, Ken, it was a big man on campus, right? I felt like I was a really good high school football player. It was time to go play college football, you know, under-recruited, really undersized, had to go to junior college. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I told my parents where I was going to junior college. I didn't let them choose, right? They weren't, I mean, they were a part of the process, but I, it was time for me to take you that leap. You made the declaration. It was time to make that leap. Yeah. And a coach had reached out from a, a school in New York City, mm-hmm. right? I was like, yo, I can go play football in New York City. I can go live in New York City. Let's do that. Like, let's do that. The bright lights. The bright lights. Didn't even take a visit. Concrete jungle. Yeah. Didn't even take a visit. Um, flew up there. Actually, by what myself. What's the name of the school? It was called ASA Brooklyn. ASA Brooklyn. All right, going to Brooklyn. By myself, right? By my new pair of Tims here in South Florida. I think actually at Sawgrass Mills, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> flew out of Fort Lauderdale, flying to LaGuardia. There's about three feet of snow on the ground. And I remember hopping out of the taxi. The coach didn't even come and pick me up. Didn't, didn't even know I was there yet. So, so he drops me off at the doorstep of what was a building. It looked like some doctor's office. 
I was by myself. I'm like, all right, let's do that it. That was the college? That was the college. It was, oh. I, I'm pretty sure it was a gutted out doctor's office. Or it, we thought I'm it was, obsessed. We, th- oh, we had thought it was an insane asylum. Like, we didn't know what it was. The door was oh. A103. You know, there was four stories. Oh, my God. So I, I go knock on the first door, and you get an, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. So then the door clicks, and you walk in, and there's a second one. Like, there is a, 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 like yeah, a yeah, courthouse. yeah, yeah. yeah. For the second one, mental asylum stuff. I'm like, this ain't good. This ain't good. The (laughs) third one, I can see the lady sitting at the front desk, and she buzzed me in. By myself, got my one duffel bag with me, and uh, she doesn't speak any any English. I'm 18 years old, speaks no English at all. I thought this was all fun and games. All she does is hand me a room key. I write my name down on a piece of paper, and you're off to the races, kid. Here you go. You're in college. Uh, Oh my god, that sounds awful. Awful. So I'm 407. I'm at the very tip top. I, as I'm walking through the, the flights, uh-huh. the flights, the scenes that, that I had visualized, again, are stained in my memory for a lifetime. I, as you could imagine, and at the junior college level, was the only Caucasian, similar to Sean. Just right. none other around. None of them, right? Quarterback makes a lot of sense. The smell of, of, of weed, just <laughs> rampant throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Nobody's wearing shirt. It is uh, kids throwing dice in the hallway. Go get to the second floor. Okay, first one was a little scary. Maybe the second one's not like that. Second one, kids are fist fighting. Like, it's going down. Blah, blah, blah. Third, it, it, the whole place is just foggy with smoke. There's not, a, there's not an adult in sight. I'm 18 years old. Oh, my God. So I get to my room. I open up the door. And uh, the room is, is way smaller than the studio we're sitting in right now. Two bunk beds. And there's four of us to a room. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I shake my roommate's hand. What's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I meet my third roommate. What's going on, boss? Uh, Nice to meet you. My name's Stone. How old are you? He's 28 years old. I'm like, oh, it's, it's great. What are you it's great? It's great. Rooming with an 18-year-old? It's great. You're 10 years older than I am. Awesome. Glad you're my teammate, buddy. And, and it was just, all of that had set in. And I, I, I vividly crap. remember like being put on like mouse duty. Like They couldn't handle the mice. There were mice rampant in the entire building in our room. So it was my duty to wake up in the morning, go clean the traps and flush them down the toilet. No. Yeah. And, no, no, and, no. And the, that's not real. The very this first is your college experience. This is, this is the 18-year-old's college experience. <sighs> and I remember having to sleep with my headphones in every single night that first two weeks because there were just mice under the bed, eating the pantry, all of this. Would wake up and be oh holes in the God. bags of food. And oh, my God. I was the one who was tasked with uh, taking the traps out and, like I said, flushing them down the toilet. Stone had to do it. And I, I remember it was the second or third day, and I had stepped outside, and I cried like a baby back little boy to yeah. my mom. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Can't do this. And, and I think it was at that moment that I realized, all right, it was put up or shut up. You're here by yourself. You wanted to be here. And, yeah, I, I did it an entire 12 months. It was Fight Club. Um, talked myself out of a lot of fights. I think that's why I'm so argumentative. Jesus. And uh, the mice and all of the kind of stuff, the drugs and a lot of the drug, all of that stuff was, was thrown upon me at 18 years old. I hadn't been drinking. I hadn't been smoking. None of that. It's the most humbling thing that I've ever gone through in my life. And, it, and it, I have way more, way more stories that are worse. But as, as far as being an 18-year-old and going to college, like it, it wasn't at all what you know, 90% of the, the kids and athletes kind of go through. But yeah, a lot of those things, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dark, scary things that I. Oh my God, man! That whole situation is humbling. I was deemed the camera hum- for the Fight Club. I was cameraman. Not like, a- I was never going to be in the fight, but I was always the one who had to record the fights. <laughs> was it Wait. World Star? World Star. Make sure we just. I want to make sure we just we properly consume what Stone just said. Oh my gosh, Stone! His first foray into college football before he went on to Southern Illinois and won a playoff game. At the Division One level, he went to ASA Brooklyn, which is basically a school in a tenement building, okay? Mm-hmm. And 
he was on mouse duty mouse in duty. a room of four with a twenty. One of the roommates, a twenty-eight year old, That's in right. a double bunk bed dorm room. He was on mouse duty. Uh, he had to clean the traps yes. and flush the mice down the toilet, and had to sleep with headphones on because the mice were getting in the bags of food in the middle of the night, and so you couldn't sleep. And they had a fight club in their dorm, and Stone was the cameraman for that fight club. That is just terrifying. I didn't, anything that I brought there was stolen in the first two weeks, whether it was hats, shoes, clothes, headphones, every bit, Xbox, whatever it was, was all gone. That that ain't Ohio State. No, it's not. That ain't Ohio State. Uh, Ken LeVick alive here on ESPN 106.3, ESPN West Palm, uh, and uh, Jupiter WUUB. Want to make sure we get all our, uh, our legals out of the way here. We'll come back. And uh, I, I, we, I do need to switch gears to talk about something fairly serious when we come back. A, a, a high school football legend here in this area is getting a new lease on life. And I think it's worth discussing because I had no faith that it was going to go this direction at all. She's Janetta Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.